Welcome back to Haunted by Tapes with the Frog Brothers Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Haunted by Tapes with the Frog Brothers Podcast. My name's Justin. With me, my esteemed colleague, co-host, brother, extraordinaire, all-around stoner, good guy, bad guy, which is which, Alec. How are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um... Smoke weed every day. He's living by his motto. He's mm-hmm. living his best life. Yeah. Well, as best as it can be. This yeah. side of the dirt. Top side. Yeah. So For now. The year is 1974. Is it? No, it's 2022. But the in the year 1974. In the year 1974. In the year 1974. <laughs> Toby Hooper directs. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I saw this movie for the first time when I was like 11, 10 or 11, with uh, Nathan. As I've seen, as uh, many movies, I saw it for the first time that way. And uh, man, I was fucking disturbed. It's creepy, man. It's It's got a good vibe and the pacing's really well done. Like just when you're starting to get bored with bullshit, they're like, oh, by the way, we're not fucking around. Yeah, they don't, um, once shit starts happening, it's it's fucking happening, and it's only an hour and 23 minutes. Yeah, it's easy to get through. If you don't have it or you want to watch it for free, stream it on Pluto with ads, it shows everything. You may notice a bunch of Batman bullshit. I actually have my Texas Chainsaw DVD over there, and I meant to have it over here for this, but uh, it's the 2003 Pioneer DVD one, and uh, um, I hear it's a really good version because of the special features that are not included on other editions and things, so I bought that. Uh, shoveling snow one year in sixth grade I think actually for sure no seventh grade I was shoveling snow during winter and I made like 60 bucks and made somebody drive me to Best Buy and spent all of it on random shit fuck yeah and as as we prep for a snowstorm this week and Texas Chainsaw was one of those things that edition of it so hell yeah that's always nice when you find out you've got like that exclusive edition everybody wants and like that's the one you just haphazardly bought the first time without knowing shit yeah you're like god damn future me thanks younger me awesome Mm -hmm. good job pal like i didn't i bought i i liked buying dvds as a kid but like you know by the time i left by the time i was 18 and left home i probably had 30 dvds maybe or something yeah which is i'm sitting at like almost 900 now so but 30 dvds in the 90s, early 2000s was crazy because you got to realize... Well, like, I was 18 in 2009 when I like left home, though. Fucking... Like, when DVDs first came out, they were like $30 each. Yeah. Like, you had to be fucking serious about wanting it. Well, I was buying... I started buying them a lot when I had my first job and, like, we were hanging out a, a lot watching random shit and we would buy random shit. Like, I remember I bought, like... uh the Frighteners, the Lost Boys, all around like that time. That's when I first started buying that shit up and nice. Fight Club and all that. So, um, but this movie really sets the stage. A little background. So you started, you saw this at a young age. I don't think I saw this till high school at some point in time. Like after watching Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, you know, this one kind of came on that list. I was like, okay, you got to check this one out. And it holds up. It's really fucking good. It's fucked up, and like the way it's shot. Man, I like you feel hot watching it. Like it just feels warm and like, mm-hmm. like you're in Texas and you're just sweating and s- shit stinks. <laughs> I mean, it's essentially a low budget film, right? There's not a lot. There's basically 
John Larroquette doing the fucking voiceover intro. Uh-huh. Fucking spooky as hell. Like, as a kid, that alone is scary to me. Yeah, him delivering all that bad and depressing and scary news. You're like, what the fuck's going on here? Apparently, his payment for this uh, was a joint. That's what he said. Hell yeah. Well, he did a fucking bang-up job of it, so... One of the alternate titles they were talking about using for this movie was going to be Head Cheese. Oh, because they had that whole conversation about it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a much better title. They were also going to call it, like, Saturn and Retrograde at one point and shit like that. So, like, this is a much better title. Fuck yeah. I think they... You made a franchise out of it. Like, Head Cheese is, like... Seems like really, really like somebody did a short film called Head Cheese, and they like used some of the locations from this. I think it was like a fan film or something, maybe. But yeah, I I could see somebody doing that just as like a little, you know, nod to the original. So, um, we get this green van that immediately reminds me. Well, before the green van, there's like they're they're digging, right? You hear digging sounds, and it's kind of black. And they like fade in and show you like these weird flashes of really gruesome looking shit. And that alone, you're like, holy fuck. And, like, I can't even imagine being in 1974 seeing this for the first time because there hadn't been this gruesome of looking... I mean, not in mainstream stuff. And this is what... It became popular eventually, so that's... You gotta think about it that way. Like This was really kind of ahead of its time, right? It's really, like, the beginning of the slasher genre, It's one of the first slashers. This and Black Christmas, kind of, in the 70s. There's a couple others, like, even... I think Scream 4, they mention... A movie that, like, it puts you in the point of view of the killer for the first time. It's like uh, Peeping Tom, maybe, is one of them. Okay. But, again, I think this this was the first one to, like, really do the slasher formula of, like, teenagers getting murdered by someone who's really fucking weird. Yeah, you get that. And then you also get in that beginning, like, you see that cemetery opening scene, right? Yeah, and then you see those corpses almost turned into, like, art. Yes, all over the cemetery. It's like a very, like, Ed Gein thing, you know? Well, like, that's the whole, like, the, the loose inspiration for the script was the Ed Gein serial killing murders. Which also, um, you know, Hannibal Lecter is also based off of that, and Psycho is based off of that. Yeah. Um, the thing about that... That was just one of the most well-known cases for the time. Like, obviously yeah. now, like... He made lampshades and shit of people, which is why you see that in kind of... And you see that in this. You see... Um, like human st- st- fucking lampshades and shit. You do see that in this. Yeah, and they later. said he had like skeletons and um, parts of skulls and just different stuff throughout the house. So like you see the inspiration of that once you know this. They used a lot of like real blood and animal blood and shit in this movie. It's kind of fucked up and gnarly. Um, yeah, shit you wouldn't do now, but it was. I don't like- think they didn't kill any animals for it, so that's good. They used roadkill. They used dead animals from a vet's office and shit like that they could get and. From a local slaughterhouse, they bought, like, a bunch of blood, and that's real, like, cow blood and leather faces, like, fucking thing. It's, like, oh, real okay. stinking animal blood and that Texas heat that they shot in and stuff. It's fucking gnarly, man. Imagine how much scarier that made the filming of it, though. Like, is someone, like, portraying that, right? That's... Yeah. So but basically, you... they're talking about the grave digging, digging yeah, issue. Yeah, there's grave digging going on, and, like, someone's been digging up the graves and, like, taking parts of the bodies. And you're like, okay. It's interesting. You see the dead armadillo on the road, and that's kind of like your transitional shot to where you see the the green van, like you're saying. And immediately, I I say the green van because it's almost like got that Scooby Doo inspiredness, right? You got a, Mm -hmm. you got this like ensemble cast, mixed cast, couple guys, couple girls, just rolling around in a van. Yeah, young crew, and they're fucking stoners, (laughs) basically. 
fucking stoner hippies, right? So yeah, that that whole group is loosely inspired by Scooby Doo. You can say it's not, but it's clearly there's. They some... pull over on the side of the road, and Franklin's gonna take a piss. They fucking roll him down the hill, man. He ends up rolling down the hill and rolling all the way down there. Franklin's a hilarious character. Lots of people hate him. I think he's hilarious in this movie. He's, he's really, annoying and great. <laughs> he's yeah. I was gonna say when he's not being really funny, he's really like Jesus Christ. Somebody get rid of this guy. But that's the great thing about him. Like he has, he makes you smile as much as he pisses you off. So yeah, they basically find out they're going to the gr- graveyard to find out if their grandpa's okay. And then I wrote, well, not okay, but if his body's still buried. Intact. Yeah. Um, they get there and then. Franklin's still hanging out in the car, and like all the other dudes are like, "Ooh, pretty girl, let's go see about your dead grandpa." And there's this drunk dude laying on the ground, like saying weird, cryptic shit to Franklin. Yeah, that is pretty creepy. And here's an interesting thing I read about the movie. I never noticed till this viewing. There's like not really a score. There's lots of weird metal clankings and sounds, yes. and it's because they wanted. Uh, it's basically the theory of like these characters are hearing metal to make you feel like humans are in a slaughterhouse. And I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking brilliant, and it's creepy and weird as hell. Yeah, I had some notes about the sound design of this, because, right, you never hear that music, but you always hear, like, this unsettling fucking like sound. weird metal grinding and sliding sounds. There's the grinding, then you get, like, the really loud fucking gas generator going on. Like, it feels like you're really there, which is... It it's really supposed to sound like you're in a slaughterhouse, like, because yeah. they're about to get slaughtered. They're the product. And they're not even, like, super clear on it, but, like, the barbecue they ate earlier was Oh, yeah, humans. it's cannibalism, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because later on, when you go in there, like, you see that. Yeah. Which is great, too. Um, yeah, so you have those drunk guys at the cemetery that want to check on Grandpa's body. So. I love, uh, and they, they, they find out his body hasn't been grave robbed or whatever. Yeah. But you'll come to find out they picked up the guy who was grave robbing. He's the yes. hitchhiker. He you don't really find out that right away or anything, but he is great, too. He's one of, like, the fucking standout roles in this movie because he's fucking so weird, dude. And that... He sells it. He is great at the beginning. Like, I feel like he's a little undersold at the end just because there's more of an ensemble going on, so... Yeah, I mean... But he really, like, hy- hypes this thing up. So there's a few other things, though, they do that really kind of shows you what's going on, so... When they're driving along that cattle farm, you basically know there's like a butchery somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. They keep talking about it. He's like, oh, didn't Grandpa used to sell his old cows over here somewhere? Yeah. And that's the first note I took of the unsettling sound design. Because then he's talking about, you know how they used to kill those cows? They used to just take the hammers and they used to just smack them. Bam. Smam. Bam. And they're like, shut the fuck up, Franklin Jesus. Yeah. And he's really into it. And then he talks about the the little bolt gun that they, they kill him with. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, like, they didn't, like, show anything like that in this, but in the, the movie It, chapter one, when you see the young boy working at the slaughterhouse with his uh, uncle, like, you see them using that. So it's basically, oh. like, bolt fire. Oh, but, I mean, have you not seen No Country for Old Men? Yeah. The I mean, murderer uses that on people in that one. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, Javier so. Bardem with his weird-ass haircut. So there's there's some examples of it out there. So, but they're talking about that and really kind of make it how unsettling it is that they used to just fucking bash these things to death. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Jeez, um, <laughs> um, do you know who distributed this movie? Uh, no. Bryanston Distribution, which was a mafia front. Fuck yeah, that's badass. They were laundering money because they illegally made the movie Deep Throat. 
and they were laundering profits from Deep Throat Seriously? through Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There was a lawsuit the actor, because they were saying that the movie wasn't making as much as it did. Later, the lawsuit happened, and every actor was given an additional $25,000 from them, and the movie rights went to New Line Cinema. Nice. Yep. So, they pick up the hitchhiker, as you mentioned, right? And he's all fucking cracked out and gross looking. He's just nasty. My, my brother makes head cheese. It's real good. Yeah. Try you, it. You like it. You guys ought to come over. Try it. You like it. <laughs> Which makes me think, like, had they just gone there with him? <laughs> would they have died <laughs> the same way, or would they have all <laughs> fucking eaten people? When he cuts his fucking hand open and shit? Yeah. Fucking gnarly, dude. Um, And they're just watching him, and then he gives him his knife back. Yeah, and then he says, oh, you want to see something? So he shows him all those dead cattle photos. Yeah. as he, And then he cuts into his own hand, right? So... And he fucking... This is a ludicrous scene. He takes his picture, Franklin's picture, and then he's like wagging it around or whatever. Two dollars. Two dollars. It's a good picture. You can pay me now. And he's like, give him his fucking picture back. No, dude. And then he yeah. fucking pulls out some foil... Uh, presumably what's like gunpowder or something. Yeah, a very small amount of gunpowder and fucking burns the photo up. Which, yeah. Which, you know how bad a fucking instant photo burning would it smell because all the chemicals and that shit? Uh, yeah, and then they start freaking out and he grabs Franklin by the arm and pulls out a straight razor from him. Fucking, yeah. Slices his arm. Him. That shit's fucked up. And they kick his ass out and he starts kicking the van. I like how he wipes his blood all over the van. When they're driving away. on that door, and then they get into the, reading the horoscopes, and the horoscopes like eerily accurate to exactly what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's well written. Like Saturn and retrograde crap. shit. Yeah. Um, they go to the gas station, and the gas station attendant. Right. So here's one thing that we don't ever circle back to, which is more just a curiosity than anything. The guy that's washing the windows is clearly deranged too, but we never see him again. Hmm. Because he's the one that's washing down the windows. And, you yeah. know, they're like, yeah, hey, we're out of gas. There'll be a supply. You know, there'll be some more later. Um, the cook? The cook. That's who that is. The... Yep, we see him introduced there, so. Dan, that's very interesting. Um, again, everybody says this is a miserable shooting experience because of the heat, really. And much of the stuff in the house later is worse than what we'll get. We'll get to the really bad stuff. But, um, Offers them barbecue while they wait, right? So that's when they have that Yeah, barbecue. we'll get some barbecue. I got us some barbecue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Watching a fucking movie like this will make a motherfucker paranoid. Like, if you're ever on a road trip, like, through Texas, you're like, I'm just going to start carrying gas cans with me, like, in the trunk, because fuck this. I'm never going to have... Ne- this is never going to And when happen. you live in Arizona, it's the same thing with Hills Have Eyes. You're like, I can never be driving through the desert without gas and spare tires and shit and yeah. weapons yeah, <laughs> and exactly. food. Fucking worst case scenario is you're driving around anywhere there. Oh, Jesus. Because there's a lot of empty road in Texas for shit like this to go down. Um, and then they're asking him about the house and shit. Yeah, and Franklin contemplates cutting himself because he's fucking around with that knife. Yeah, he's like, he's well, just take something knife. to do that to yourself, don't it? Yeah. He's just a weird character for sure. And Sally's the last one out of the van and sees the blood on the fucking side of the van. And Supposedly Sally's in the new movie. Really? Because they're doing the whole, they're actually bringing Sally and Leatherface back. There was a new trailer, I think, released today for the sequel to this that's coming out uh, this week. Haven't watched it yet. I'm going to need to pick up one of those Netflix cards from Walmart or something. So is this one of those? It's ignoring everything except this movie that we just watched. But what's the time gap? 
he's old. Oh, he's like face. sixty year old other face or whatever. Okay, I can dig it. I can dig it. It'll be interesting. I mean, we'll see. So, obviously, they arrive at Franklin's house, and that's kind of when they first explain to you that Sally is actually Franklin's sister, right? Because they're not they're not big on introducing names at first, right? They let it kind of flow naturally. Yeah, exactly. You find but out it's one of those things where. I never, until recently, have not paid much attention to characters' names in movies like slasher movies, because I'm just like, yeah. everybody fucking dies, who gives a fuck? Pam and Kirk wind up going to look for the little, uh... The water hole. The water hole that's fucking since dried up. I love Franklin getting in the house, though, and he, like, can't get around, and, we'll just leave Franklin out here. And he goes, <laughs> and he's doing yeah. that. I love that shit. It's hilarious to me. Well, it just shows, like, he's very fascinated by this, but, like, his sense of... He's just pissed that... Everybody has somebody, and he's just hard to, like, exist being in the wheelchair in these scenarios where they're, like, trying to explore this old fucking house, and he can't get around and shit. Yeah, and even, like, they make it a point to say that, you know, his grandpa used to carry him down to the old watering hole. Yeah. And he can't get down there, and yeah, you see his frustration kind of taken off, which, for a first viewing, kind of sets it up as, like, is he the one that loses his fucking mind? Is, like, is right. this where it goes? But it, it's clearly, like, just a misdirection for a fair amount of that. They find the uh, creepy-ass house, which has been relocated and turned into, like, a restaurant. They, like, moved that house. It's not in that field anymore, apparently. Oh, really? Nice. Um, which is pretty cool, because they go there, and they're looking to barter for gas. Man, this scene, uh, for the first time watching this, because it's just kind of like, nothing crazy's happened yet, and it fucking just comes out of fucking nowhere. Hammer to the scum yes. motherfucker's head, dragged back there, and the door slams. And everything we know, like, because this set up the genre so well, like, if you've been around a gas generator or a lawnmower, right, a small electric engine or a small engine like that's loud. Yeah. And that's how it is in the sound design. Like, you can fucking barely hear them talking over there. It's distracting to the point where, like, you feel like you're in that moment. So as they're looking around, like, you're you're expecting, like, a jump scare now if you've seen a lot of slasher. But this is before any of that, right? Yeah. So you got to take that in mind. And it really sets it up so when it finally gets that kill. And even just looking in that house. Well, the way they do the score, too, because there's not a real score, it's yeah. mostly metal sliding and scaling and... There is none of that during the generator. So it's not like a normal movie because sometimes movies are intentionally very telling if you're paying attention to the score as opposed to just feeling the movie and vibe. Like if you're into filmmaking and stuff, you probably are paying attention a little more to the score and stuff. And especially in slashers where you can, you know when they're building up to something or when they're not. Because there'll be music and music and music and music and music and then it'll slowly get quiet for a second. And that's when your scare is going to come. Yeah. Or this doesn't have that. It's just generator sound. And then out of nowhere, poof, motherfucker's dead. And then you're like, whoa, shit, who the fuck is this guy? But they're knocking on that fucking front door, right? And he enters that house. And he hears the pig sounds in there, too. Oh, yeah, that's supposed to be like Leatherface making sounds to make him think, like, what the fuck's going on back here? Yeah, it's like luring him in. And it works, too, because you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, he hits him in the head with that mallet or hammer, whatever it is. And then fucking Pam goes in after him. Sledgehammer, yeah, man. And she finds out all the creepy shit, too. like and The bone room and shit. Yeah, so you see all those feathers that are laying around, the bones, the dried corpses, the cage Which chickens. reminds me of Lost Boys, obviously, and they even reference this in Lost Boys mm-hmm. when they bring it up. Yeah. Um, that human skeleton sitting in the chair in that room is fucking unsettling. <laughs> There's all those other bones just dangling around. Yeah. And then fucking Pam, like, dry heaves in... I th- I think she was legit dry heaving there. 
Like, it doesn't look like she's faking it. And based off, like, the heat in the Texas heat and everything, like that's probably fucking just legit real. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> Leatherface wore one shirt. Gunnar Hansen was the actor. He wore one shirt through the entire filming, and they never washed it. They couldn't because of the dye. So that motherfucker was smelling like a bitch, they said. Like, it was just fucking putrid. Oh, and if everybody was, was like, get the fuck away stuff. from me when they're done filming. Yeah. So. Pam enters. Yeah, we should guns into the, the bone room. Um, and then she's caught. Fucking throws her on that fucking meat hook. Yeah, he does. So disturbing because she's still clearly alive. Oh, yeah. And then she fucking watches Kirk get hacked up with that fucking chainsaw. And that oh, is yeah. fucking insane. Yeah. Like, there's a reason people are fucking frightened by this movie, because it was the first time... And like I said, this has got to be stinky. That's real animal blood in that room that, that you see is smeared on the walls. And I, I, I want to say that I read that this was the first movie that they actually, like, killed people with power tools. Yeah, probably. So, like, not like a mob-style movie where you, you might expect a torture scene like that, but, like, legit, like, okay, where well, this is how... And like, think about how Slumber many... Party Massacre, the guy uses a power drill. So it's like, yep. yeah, that's later on. And you think but... about how many movies, like how many movies have you seen where this, somebody gets fucking hacked apart with a chainsaw? Freaky, right? And then like, you go back to see He this. says he got the idea because he was in like the Christmas of 72, he was out Christmas shopping, Toby Hooper. And was like in the, the hardware section. He was like, man, I really wish I could get through this crowd really quick. And was like eyeballing the chainsaws. <laughs> oh, God damn. And he was like, huh, interesting movie. Yeah, and, and it, it went from there. Fucking terrifying. Um, oh, the other we? piece we forgot that's just so unsettling, too, is when that tooth falls off the fucking front porch. Oh, yeah. Before he goes inside, you're like, what the fuck? What is that? And you can tell because there's like a filling in that tooth. So it's clearly a human tooth. But carry on. So then after that fucking brutal scene, right, then we jump back to Jerry and Sally. Yeah, Franklin... Is like still fucking worried as fuck and And they're taunting him, man. Like that that hitchhiker's gonna come down here and fucking kill you. He's he wants to kill you. Yeah. So Jerry's like, Well, I guess I gotta go looking for uh those two. You should stay here. And um I love it when uh they get impatient waiting, right? You know, it's Franklin and Sally sitting there waiting and Sally's honking the horn at one point, and then Franklin rolls over to honk the horn and he's like, They took the keys and fucking loses his mind because yeah. you're like, what kind of asshole takes the fucking keys? Yep. Because they're not out of gas at this point, right? They just... But the keys are gone, so that's... Jerry finds the house. Kind of starts wandering around in, just like everyone else. Is in the back. The freezer starts shaking. He walks over to it, flips the motherfucker open as quick as he can. And what does... Pops out, but Pam's shaking, sort of barely alive, still corpse. Yeah, and that's Pretty much dead, but, like, still barely there, you know? That, like, last breath of fucking help me. And then Leatherface comes in and smacks him with a hammer. So far, no chainsaw deaths. Yeah. Yeah, he's skull smashed by Leatherface, which is crazy. Yeah. Then it turns to night, right? So Franklin's wanting to get help at the gas station. Yeah. And Sally's like, no, fuck it, we're waiting. Took the keys with him, right? That's a whole big piece. Yeah. They eventually decide to fucking go after him, because what the fuck else are we going to do? Yeah, and Franklin's like, I'm not fucking sitting around here by myself. He's like, I'll roll my ass over there with you. And so he does. Yeah. And this is another one of those good scares that, like, just comes out of nowhere, because you're just kind of like, all right, they're walking, they're walking, they're going to get to the house like everybody else, and then see what's going to happen. And out of nowhere, Leatherface just, and just fucking kills the shit out of Franklin. 
Franklin too. Like, and it's like right in his belly. It's like fucking terrifying because like that dude has no fucking line of defense at all. Nope. And it's fucking over with. Yeah. And then he hacks him up for a minute before fucking going destroyed. after Sally. And that that's one of the scariest moments in the film was that that fucking reveal and death scene because yeah, like you said, you think they're all just gonna make it to this farmhouse because everyone else has at this point. Um, and apparently she has a lot of real blood on her throughout this scene because of running through the forest and falling and shit like that. And Yeah, it's all real, like real fucking body damage from doing that. Um, yeah, she runs through the trees and brush. She's like literally fucking crawling under brush to get away. And he's, he's still really wearing his first of three masks at this point, which is his killing mask, as they call it. Uh-huh. Um, he has two little costume changes later, which I really like. Um... Anyway, she eventually runs and finds, is it that house that she runs into? Yeah, or diff- yeah. No, she runs right into the farmhouse. And then runs up into the attic and finds Grandpa and Grandma. And they both look dead at this point. Grandma's dead for sure. Grandpa, oh, yeah. you're like, oh, I don't know. But he looks dead for sure, too. Yeah, I mean, it, they look mummified. Little like, does, you know, he's not dead, but. Yeah, that's that was a good scare, too, like realizing later on, too. But. They look gruesome as fuck, man upstairs when he comes down later and is alive it's way less impressive but upstairs like that first initial scene because like they look mummified they look like they fucking died in those chairs up there and instead of rotting away it was so hot they just (sighs) all the moisture evaporated but then i can think of seven good uses of a cadaver today he saws that fucking front door open which is a funny line later yeah because he just fucking destroys it well, also, she kind of scares him when he does that. Yeah. I love that. And then she's running outside again, basically, like, fuck this. Well, she jumps out that fucking window, and she, yeah, she's back out there running, which is awesome. Um, She gets, she knocks herself out on the limb of that tree, almost, and fucking barely escapes, which so many other slasher movies don't do. Gunnar Hansen did knock himself out because he was wearing heels for most, for, like, some of these scenes, so he, like, hit him. Wearing the mask, he hit himself on the fucking door the frame one time, carrying someone else, oh, and just fucking knocked himself out. That's crazy. But that works so well because, well, eventually she runs into the barbecue guy. Yeah, she runs the into cook. the gas station. Yeah, the cook. And um, and he's still cooking. And then obviously they're still talking about the stuff on the radio. I love how they circle back to that. Like they do a really good job at the continuity here. Which I appreciate when they do that, especially yeah. on a like a low budget thing. And then eventually he's beating the shit out of her with a broom of all things too, which is funny. But if you think about it, like she's fucking on like coasting on fumes, right? You haven't really seen him eat anything besides people earlier. Yeah, and she's fucking running to, for her life. She thinks she's safe, so she like lets her guard down, like emotionally starts dumping that like, hey, you're okay, and then oh fuck. Yeah, and apparently he really beat the shit out of her here. Like, they had to keep... The takes weren't looking real enough, so, like, they got to the point where she left that scene with fucking lots of bruises and shit. Um, Whole other style of filmmaking now than then. Yeah. Well, there's a lot... There's some things you'll hear later that are... You're gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Really? There, there, some of the stuff that happened in this is the reason why there's, like, lots of rules and laws um, and shit in place, but, yeah. But This he, is where... They go. They, he knocks her out, takes her back to the house, and Leatherface is now in an old woman mask with gray hair and an apron. Yes, and this is like a very iconic one. I think this is what a lot of people think of when they see... It's not this one. It's the one after this. But this yeah. one is like... This one's the shortest duration. Because it's an old woman, and it's basically him being domestic. <laughs> like, it's hilarious. 
Yeah, so... And you have Grandpa down there. It's Grandpa! Grandpa's played by a 20-year-old in makeup. Okay. <laughs> um, he Once they put the makeup on him, he refused to do it again, so they shot all of his scenes when he had it on the first time. And it was like over 100 degrees out. All oh. of the meat and shit was real. The, there was real blood in the scenes, all spoiling, and they didn't replace it for days. That's fucked up. They said they would go out and puke and then come back in and do their takes. Like, it's <sighs> fucking wrong, man. Yeah, there's so much, like, un, un, unreal shit there. Like, now it would just never, never fucking happen. Um, so, but you, you can't forget, though, as they're pulling up. So he's got her tied up and gagged up. And then he's fucking hitting her the whole ride over there. He's still decking on her. And then the hitchhiker we see in the fucking coming up the driveway as he's driving up and he gets out of the car and starts fucking beating his ass yeah like this dude's nuttier than squirrel shit and then we find out for sure that Leatherface is the hitchhiker's brother and the cook we never really find out who he is yeah you kind of assume that they're all brothers um uh, he's either the, the dad gran- or the brother yeah nobody knows if grandpa is actually the grandpa of those characters or yeah they just what. call him grandpa yeah so um the cook is in Texas Chainsaw 2. So is Leatherface, obviously. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Not the hitchhiker, because he's fucking killed. Hitchhiker ties Sally to the chair. They bring Grandpa downstairs. They fucking... What? I have to interrupt you, because this is what I'm talking about right here. They could. They had a prop knife where they're supposed to cut her finger. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to you know, squirt some blood out as it, it runs. It, they kept having problems with it until Gunnar Hansen decided, fuck this, I'm, I'm really going to cut this bitch. Oh, wow, so that's real? He cuts her, and he really drank her blood because neither of them knew, basically, what uh, the fuck was going until on. Until her finger was pulled back, and she knew it was happening, obviously, then. But the other guy didn't even know till years later, he said. And I'm like, holy fuck. Well, with all the blood and other shit around there, yeah. Who that knew? guy really drank that bitch's blood. Well, and prob- later he said he thought it was erotic that he drank her blood, so... Well, that's fucked up. Yeah. Wow. Boner time. Yeah, so Grandpa's, like, really creepy there, and he's, like, fucking barely alive. Which, uh... She passes out from that cut after having her blood drink. I wrote, the cook really beat her up, too. And I... Look how cook looks oh yeah the cock really beat her up too <laughs> well that's a different movie yeah texas chainsaw gangbang i think is what that one's called um so she wakes up later after she passes out and all those motherfuckers are in there taunting her and then they're even fighting amongst each other you're just a cook basically yeah. telling them like you can't take the pleasure and kill he says he can't take pleasure in killing he just likes doing the cooking yeah they try to get Grandpa to, to kill, kill her. her. And this, okay, this is anxiety driving to watch this because, again, this is a real hammer. And she got hit with it a couple times. Oh. Like, on accident and almost, like, knocked out and shit. And I'm like, man, you could have actually killed this poor woman during just filming your shitty hammer scene. Yeah, and, like, they keep dropping it, right? Grandpa doesn't That's have That's why, like, to, when I was yeah. knowing this watching it, you're like, oh, shit. It's, it's fucking <laughs> intense. And that's why it fucking feels so scary, too. I said, is this, it's like borderline snuff. Because yeah. she said, even while they were shooting this, she was like, 
am I in a snuff film? Am I going to die? Like, for a minute, she felt that way. I, I'm fucking sure. She had every fucking right to feel that way. Um, she finally escapes, and she jumps out a window. Done by a stunt person, but then they did a pickup shot of her in glass, and she ended up cut up fucking that, sure, too. yeah, because they weren't using sugar glass. So more real blood. And here's where he's switched over during their actual dinner after she wakes up. He's in his more iconic outfit, the pretty yeah. woman, where it's a mask with makeup and, like, a pantsuit, basically. Yeah. Um, I love that. She so they, she runs out there. She's it's dawn. She's running to the road. Yep, she's running. She's Hitchhiker's running. kind of running around her, but he knows Leatherface is out there, so he's not really trying to stop her. He's just having fun. He's just kind of taunting her. Yeah, and yeah. His fucking death is totally unexpected. But it's so fucking brutal too. It like, is. Yes, it works. It looks like he really got ran over by that fucking truck. It's like very fucking Pet cemetery, right? I feel like in Pet cemetery when they're like, you know what's really fucking cool? Running a motherfucker over with a truck unexpectedly. <laughs> it's even more terrifying when it's a child, but to have that asshole fucking ran over. And then the guy, the driver too, right? Because he pulls over and he's fucking traumatized by it, right? Yeah. And he's one of those characters too. You're like, are we going to see him again in this new one? <laughs> I mean... I, I doubt it, but the fact is like we don't see his fate. I mean, we see what's her name. Well, yeah, we see she, she gets in the back of the pickup truck, and then he's just kind of forgotten. Yeah, he and ran Leatherface doesn't even try to look for him anymore. Thing he's just swinging around. Which, by the way, after she gets in that truck and he's swinging around, that's a beautiful fucking shot. Like the sun and sunlight the and sunrise coming up on that. Yeah, it it's yeah art. It's fucking art, man. Fucking going nuts though as that happens, right? So he's just swinging that thing like a maniac. At the time, this was one of the most successful independent films ever. I think the most until something else surpassed it in 78 or 80. What was it? Halloween. That's what it was. Halloween surpassed. But, For uh, good reason. Man, this shit is an incredible movie. Um, I won't say I'm super excited for the new one. I need to watch that new trailer for it. Uh, the thing about the Texas Chainsaw movies, I, I really like the second one. It's it's the Gremlins 2 of Texas Chainsaw because it's kind of like Toby Hooper did return to direct it and he did some wacky shit with it. Dennis Hopper's in it. Uh, I highly recommend seeing that if you haven't. It came out in like 86, I want to say. Yeah, it was 12 years later, but yeah, it was one of those things <clears throat> where all the other movies were getting sequels after sequels and I think they just were like, fuck it, let's do it. And then they did like Texas Chainsaw 3... They're kind of scattered, though. They're not like a lot of other franchises where they're really... Well, like, the first four that came out were all connected, the same storyline. And then they did the remake. Mm-hmm. And then the remake had a prequel. So that's yep. that storyline. That's Texas Chainsaw, and I think Texas Chainsaw, the beginning. New beginning. And then Texas yeah. Chainsaw 3D, which was a sequel only to the first one. And then that one had a prequel. So it was a prequel to this one, but that was in the same line with that other one. So that's yeah. already three plot lines, and then now we're getting another one, which they already did Leatherface in 2017, which I don't... That's one of the ones I haven't seen, so... But, like, Texas Chainsaw 3D, actually pretty fucking good, man. Um, Well, when you do that many, it, you're bound to have something that, like, hits better than others, right? Yeah. Because you're never going to duplicate the original, because the, the original is so terrifying, partly because those performances are real life, right? Yeah. That's the one thing you can kind of see through this movie, and you can see the low-budget quality of it, which works in its favor. Like, it still holds up. And this new, one's, well. this new one's doing that fucking trending thing where they just name the movie the movie again. Yeah. But so it's a gonna... sequel to only the original. Like, okay, we get it. 
I mean, you know, Scream just did that making fun of it. So I feel like now nobody else should be doing it because Scream is calling you out on your shit. Who knows where they're at in production and just hitting the market first, though, for that right. shit, too. I would say the interesting piece about all that, though, is, you know, they've they've already done it before for this franchise. They're not afraid to do it again. And, you know, same thing with Halloween. They've done it enough. You're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and the I current plot line, Laurie Strode's not his sister, so... Uh, you know, that's the whole thing, like, depending on what movie you're watching, they're siblings or not. Yeah, it's very drastically different. Very interesting stuff. Horror movies are fascinating. Um, Just the way they do the sequels, right? And I I get it to some point, once you make enough of these, you're like, fuck, do I have to really follow all those sequels? (laughs) You know, really, because you'd have to watch them all to write them, like, you couldn't just... I don't it wouldn't know, it's be that funny. difficult to do if you're a film writer, you know, uh, you know, if that's your thing. But I don't know. At the same time, they're just like, yeah, we'll just do a follow-up to this. Pretend yeah. nothing else happened. Well, let us know what you think of uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, let us know if you're excited to see the new one. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, we'll definitely be reviewing it when it comes out and talk a little bit about it. See how it kind of holds up and see if it's a worthy sequel. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed I won't be able to see it in a theater. Um, I did see the remake in a theater when it came out, and I was 12 when that came out. Nice. So I saw that in a theater, and that fucking was horrifying, because that's a pretty loud and gruesome movie. Um, What's the release on this? It's not getting a limited release at all? Netflix. Oh, fuck. It's a Netflix movie. Hmm. Yep. If Netflix is smart, they'd find a way to allow people to stream some of these in theaters, because like the budgets are not any fucking different for a lot of their content. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. But um, like I said, just let us know what you guys thought of that one, too. Uh, we will be back next week. Bye. Oops. Whatever. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Frog Brothers Podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it if you could like and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. And if you're listening on the audio feed on Spotify or Apple or Twitch or wherever you listen... Tell your friends and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube at youtube.com slash thefrogbros. Hit us up on Instagram at frogbrospodcast, on Twitter at bros underscore frog, on TikTok at frogbrospodcast, and follow us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group, Frog Bros Video, by searching just that, Frog Bros Video. Hit request to join and you'll be approved. We have shirts available. The link is in our Instagram bio and below in the description. And you can find stickers on Etsy at frogbros, all one word. Additionally, if you'd like to give us a call and leave a voicemail soon, our Patreon will be live and we'll be posting monthly responses and reactions to the voicemails. Dial 816-832-5388.